0: random gaming talk it is entertainment talks podcast for video games i'm your host matthew joining me today my co-host is robert how are you today
1: i'm doing good how are you doing today
0: pretty good yeah i've just yeah been pretty good so uh what have you been playing uh within the last week or five days? Uh,
1: in the last week not a whole lot i'm on the road again this week i'm coming to you back again from sunny south florida <laughs> Uh, so we flew out on Monday, and I was on the road Tuesday, and obviously we're recording on our normal Wednesday. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I've been just continuing the same games that I've been playing, a little bit of uh, Dead Cells to you know, refresh the brain, just kind of you know, get away from some of the more intense games, uh, make my way through Game <laughs> Kingdom Come Deliverance. I've been streaming a little bit more of that. Cool. Uh, I'm actually excited for when I get back this week because, as we talked last week on the podcast, uh, Black Desert and Surviving Mars are hitting the Game Pass, so I definitely am going to check those two games out cool. over the weekend. Um, I'm not going to get, obviously, a whole lot of gaming in over the weekend because Sunday is Mother's Day over here in the States. So well, That the... always
0: confuses me because you always have it on a different day because we, we had <laughs> ours – I think we've had ours earlier in the year, so you made me think for it's... a minute, like, hang on, wait a minute, <laughs> what – uh, yeah. it's
1: generally the second Sunday of the month hmm. in May over here a lot hmm. of a lot of the holidays over here are like a, a number of days in the month it's not like on a specific day like like our Thanksgiving is the th- third or fourth thursday of the month yeah which is a really weird (laughs) yeah it's a really weird really weird setup and there's several like holidays that are like the first or second sunday of a month so it gets kind of weird i just have a a, a, an app attached to my calendar and it just tells me what it is so (laughs) even i can't keep it straight yeah yeah
0: cool uh say what are you kind of enjoying the most of this this week i suppose
1: uh I honestly I've been enjoying most of Dead Cells just because I'm really starting to get the hang of it for the most part. Nice. I I need to get into the controller layout and see if I can remap some of the the uh, uh, buttons because mm-hmm. I keep not using uh, the uh, my secondary skill because it's on the Y button and so I have uh-huh. like I have the the one button to uh, to <laughs> attack and then the other button to roll but the other button to roll is on like on the far on the opposite side on the parallel side. Okay. And so the just the the layout of me having to do weird combinations to do that the one button the Y button it tends to not uh, get used a whole lot so I need to figure out a way to remap that.
0: Okay, cool. Uh, so I played um, what's well, so it? I tried a bit of Subnautica, uh, which is the game that David was talking about before, and it's one of them situations that we've talked about before, which is where like. This isn't a game for me, but if you're into like survival games, building games, if you like going underwater, because you'll be doing a lot of that, you'll probably like this game quite a lot. And it's in its uh, full release uh, state now as well. Uh, it's on, I think it's on Xbox and PS well I know it's on PS4 because that's where I played it. Uh, I think it's probably on Xbox as well, probably on PC. I don't know if it's on Switch, but that will be a good game to have on Switch. Because uh, you need to like do a lot of building and stuff, and apparently you get in. Well, th- I don't want to spoil what I heard for the ending, but you you get some sort of thing, um, and then you get rewarded for that. Um, but no, I I was I I mean I appreciate what the game tried to do, and it's it, in terms of a video game, it's still very very good. Uh, like the resource management and the um, you know the idea of like hey you've crashed in the water with this little escape pod essentially. Uh, what do you do now it's 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 kind of interesting but it's just not my kind of game and we've said that before like if you're not into a specific type of game but there's a good game that you're not into then it's cool when uh, other people get to uh, to enjoy those things so um, there's that um, I, think, I, I think I'm I i think finished with Sekiro not, not I haven't beaten the game it's just got to that point where like some of the bosses that I'm fighting are getting a bit ridiculous to a point where like To the point where some of the YouTube tutorials that I watch are like, hey this is a bit more difficult and you'll want to do either this or this or this. And like, there's this attack that the enemy does and it's hard to dodge. Whereas before it was like, hey this enemy is is vulnerable to this, these two specific things do those two things. And then like, this enemy is good at doing this one thing so you want to avoid it by doing this. And the tutorial, I watch a lot of different tutorial videos for it uh, because people have different methods of how to do things. It actually got to the point where like some of those guys were even kind of struggling, and then I I just kind of reached a a point with it. But in terms of what I played so far of of Sekiro, I really really enjoyed it. I do think the game's phenomenal. It's just that kind of bit where like, okay, the enemy is reacting quicker than what you kind of can, so you've 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 sort of got that as well. But um, yeah. I mean, if you're into From Software games, obviously you can. Or you probably already played it. So. Uh, th- there's that as well, but um, no, I mean in terms of in terms of like a cool samurai game and stuff it's definitely up there Because um, uh, yeah, it, it's definitely up there for that and I, I might still do some sort of like piece on it like like an episode piece on it um, like a podcast thing and uh, not not necessarily review it because I haven't finished it But just giving my thoughts on because I've played it I would be shocked if I've played less than 20 hours of that game uh, to be honest um, and granted a lot of it's from like you know dying and starting over, but uh, it's certainly a great video game, uh, but something else that clicked with me within about ten minutes of playing it was a uh, Superhot VR because I received uh, that today. I did play the demo a few weeks ago. I can't remember if I talked about it on on the gaming podcast because uh, there's a couple of demos I played for some um, some VR stuff. Because uh, I remember that on the the PlayStation demo discs, the the digital disc things that you can download, uh, there was some, there were some games that required the Move controllers. And uh, I went back to some of those. I can't remember if I talked about Job Simulator. Uh, but I went to try and do that. And I just could not get it configured at all. Um, so if you're not familiar with Job Simulator. Obviously it's you It's you kind of sitting at a desk. At least that's the first level that got loaded. And no matter where I positioned the camera. No matter where I positioned myself. I like stood up. I went to a different, different size of the room and stuff. And I tried to reconfigure reconfigure the game. No matter what I set up. I always spawned. Underneath the desk and I'm pretty sure that's not where you're supposed to start um, And then like this machine comes over to me and it says hey here's your like morning You know like people like to have morning coffee or whatever And the machine was like behind me so I'm like okay clearly this is like, like there's Whatever it's to do with the demo itself and that main game itself is fine I don't know but I just couldn't get it to work at all um so like even though i'm in a smaller room and some some vr games are more difficult to play than others it's just the case that no matter where i put the camera or where i put myself or where i put the move controls or whatever nothing seemed to configure it correctly so uh that's kind of a shame but uh, yeah going back to super hot vr didn't have to do any configuration or anything um and it's 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 got this really good hook where because if you don't know what super hot is because you can play it uh outside of vr as well uh, there's like different versions um essentially you're put in this world where you've got two fists that you use or two hands and uh... you, know, you have to pick up the, the objects that are in front of you whether it be a gun or something that's a throwable object <coughs> and um... uh... you'll have these guys that like come at you and they'll try and e- either shoot at you or hit you or something but obviously the uh, one of the hooks to the game is that when you stop moving the world stops moving and then when you start moving again, it will it'll actually move at the same pace that you do, um, and then you have to basically figure out like, okay, I'm gonna take this gun from this guy, and then there's a guy over the other side of the room. He's shot his bullet. The bullet hasn't reached me yet. I could move my. Let's say you pick the gun up with your left hand or whatever. You can move your left hand and aim at him at sh- and shoot. But can you one? Can you move out of the way of the bullet in time? Can you shoot him quick enough? And then, like, let's say on the on to your right, there's a guy who's about to punch you. Can can you, like, react to everything quick enough? Uh, and obviously, you can stop time and uh, sort of take a moment and judge for yourself. Like, okay, what do I need to do next? And, and that sort of thing. Um, but uh, it's got this thing where, like, it set me up with a few levels. And if, I've, if I passed, like, the first four or five, but then died, it would set me back to the first one. But the thing that doesn't bother me about that is because... You eventually will get into the rhythm of like... Okay, I remember this throwing me back to the first level. Um, But you remember exactly what to do. And you kind of just go and do it. And then you just... You go forward through the levels a bit quicker. Uh, But no, I think it's absolutely fantastic so far. Um, And there was a weird part in one of the levels where... uh, This guy spawned sort of in front of me. And there was this like desk thing with loads of objects. And I thought like... Can I actually lean over to him and like grab his gun before he can shoot me? I could do it. And then it like completely changed... The whole situation because there was these objects in front of me and I thought like okay if I can pick these up maybe dodge the bullets and then throw some of these objects at at uh, some of the the, the guys uh, whatever I can get rid of them but being able to pick up the gun is is really quite helpful um, obviously as well uh, and there's the other thing of like you can run out of bullets so what about if you plan to shoot the last guy who's got a gun but you're out of bullets and then you have to think about something else it's it's quite surprisingly tactical in that way and i really really do like it and yeah i can't wait to get back to it and see just see like when you finish your the newest level that you've been on and you get thrown into the next one you don't know like where the guys are going to be what objects you've got in front of you uh because you can throw things like bottles and throwing stars and all sorts of other things um i it? there's a thing where uh uh, what's it? It's it's a bit more of an unrealistic thing, but let's say you've picked up like a a wine bottle sort of thing. You can use that to like block a bullet. I know that's a bit unrealistic because the bullet would obviously go straight through and still hit you. But you can kind of use that to block the thing, and then like it'll give you a sort of second chance in a way. So, uh, have you seen much of Superhot VR or Superhot the the game itself?
1: Yeah, I've seen quite a bit of it. I've never actually had a chance to play it because I don't own anything that's capable of doing vr i mean i guess i could do you know the little cardboard box around your face for the phone thing but <laughs> just that whole concept uh, never really interested me so
0: all right uh, wasn't there games of gold at some point The 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 normal version <laughs> it, it
1: might have been but yeah. that's you know playing a vr game in non-vr just never really works out mm-hmm. so
0: i'm not sure if it's a like just a normal version of a game or if it's the same game without vr i'm not i'm not sure but um, there seems to be, when I've looked up different listings for it, it seems to be, like, just different versions, so. Uh, but yeah, playing it in VR is pretty cool. And there's also the other, kind of, uh, nerve-wracking thing of, like, okay, if you've turned to the right and gone to shoot or hit this guy, and then you look round to your left and there's, like, a bullet about to hit you in your face, like, what, what do you do just then? So, uh, yeah, I, I think it's really, really good, so, and I can't wait to play more. Uh, not sure how long the game is, but, yeah, I've only just started it, so... Uh, and that's, yeah, what I'm going to be playing. Um, the, the only other two things I want to talk about, like game-wise, uh, but before we get into the news is... So I, I mentioned last week I sold my PlayStation Classic because I just wasn't using it anymore. Um, but I managed to buy... I had to order them online because uh, a, a shop over here called CEX, um, they, they, they sell games and you can do trade-ins and all that sort of cool mm. stuff. Um, I went to buy Metal Gear Solid 4, uh, the... The HD Trilogy on PS3 and the Sly Cooper collection on PS3. They only had Metal Gear Solid 4 in stock. So when I went to do the trade and buy the games. Uh, that was the only one they had in there. But you can use a voucher online and I, I, I ordered the uh, the other two games. Uh, so I'm just waiting for those to arrive as well. And then I'll be talking about those when when I get them as well. Uh, Alright cool let's jump into some housekeeping. Tell you what else we've been up to. Today's sponsor is Kualu. If you'd like to get started with a domain name and a website today. So it's a great way to support us on Entertainment Talk and to get rid of the ads and get your ad-free podcasts. As always, thank you very much for listening. Back to the show. Okay, so recently on Entertainment Talk, uh, today we released our fourth, was actually our fifth podcast for Game of Thrones this season because we do, of course have done the preview as well. Uh, but for season 8 episode 4 uh, for Game of Thrones and we got just two episodes left of the series, with the entire series before it wraps up. Uh, so we covered that today. Uh, so, did you
1: name the uh podcast for that uh the starbucks heard around the world
0: <laughs> no we didn't no uh but no if you want to if you want to look up the name of the podcast it's uh reviewing west Restless, and then of course we just use the episode titles for, for those but uh no that was pretty fun to, to talk about as well in the episode yeah so.
1: did you see that's already been cgi'd out for hbo on demand
0: yeah yeah that's uh kind of funny so um that's that as well uh what else have we been doing last week on gaming talk obviously we talked about the sonic trailer i wonder when they're going to be able to release the new because they said they're going to be changing them didn't they uh when they're going to be able to uh reveal the changes that, they, that they've that they made uh we talked about epic games last week and we we're going to be talking about them today as well and then buying uh Psyon- and everything uh with uh the uh, rocket league developers and everything and we talked about a bunch of other stuff um Last week on Friday, obviously, as well, we did our first episode for the fifth and final season of iZombie, which is on the CW and Netflix over here in the UK, or Netflix International. Uh, So that's another final season that we got going at the moment. Uh, DC shows will be back soon for the Flash and Arrow and everything, and back soon for the uh, Legends of Tomorrow season finale. But if you want to listen to the latest Legends podcast, that's for 412 uh what's the other thing we did? Avengers Endgame. We've done our second part of coverage for that. That was me and Robert discussing the film. Obviously it says in the show notes who joins me for what podcast, so you can look at that as well. Uh, so part one is me and David and part two is uh me and Robert. Uh so you can look up that if you if you haven't seen Avengers Endgame still you can still listen to both of those podcasts, at least the first half of them because they're still spoiler-free.
1: Although the Um, Russo brothers did officially say that spoiler season, spoiler free season is over and that uh, they have, you know, the director's permission to spoil things now. What what does that mean? I think they're just saying that they're not that you shouldn't uh, have to say spoiler warning anymore because it's been out long enough.
0: I think you still should, though.
1: (laughs) Oh, yeah, I would still do that. But they're saying that it's okay.
0: Hmm. It, that, that's strange but anyway all right uh but yes Avengers Endgame we got two podcasts out there for that uh am I forgetting anything that we've done this week oh yes we launched a brand new podcast of course uh yesterday we launched a new podcast called uh the United Cast, and it's going to be a podcast uh, branching out into sports or specifically football or soccer If you Americans want to keep calling it that uh but it's for Manchester United and for football itself I won't just be doing coverage for Man United I'll be talking about uh well we've got a Champions League final coming up with a a couple of thrilling games this week uh, for the Champions League semi-finals, um, for the comebacks for the English teams, uh, and w- any other kind of big things that happen in football as well. We got the, uh, of course, we got the transfer window coming up in between now and the next season in August. So I'll be talking about just bits and pieces when they come out as well. Uh, and I did the first episode as well, which talked about Paul Pogba and um, the the mess that is that situation. Ole Gunnar Solskjaer and my thoughts on him as a manager. Uh, and a bunch of other stuff as well, uh, and I'll be back possibly next week to talk about more um, well, the Premier League. The Premier League season will be finished by next week because it finishes on Sunday, so I'll probably be talking about um, just just my thoughts and feelings on the whole season uh, for th- through each or the different teams and everything. Um, it's not on iTunes yet. I, Apple still haven't sent me an email to confirm that, but it should be out within next couple of days or so and i'll of course put it on twitter and facebook when uh, when it's available as well uh a couple another little note as well we haven't launched it yet but uh batwoman got ordered to, ordered to series yesterday what that means is the cw is definitely going to pick it up for at least one season uh, probably multiple seasons um but it's been guaranteed for season one we do have a batwoman podcast ready to go but i just need to uh submit that as well uh, and get that out yeah well. Mike. My...
1: My guess is is that's going to be like a half season for the first season that's yeah, going to take probably place after Arrow. Yeah. Yeah, a I mean, mid-season Arrow replacement.
0: Mm-hmm. Probably, yep. Yeah. Uh, cool, and that's what we've been doing on entertainmenttalk.org or on podcast platforms. Let's move into some news. cool what would you like to talk about today
1: well uh first off if you're a fan of of your dynamic uh, backgrounds on your ps4 you Mm -hmm. can get a free game of thrones season 8 theme for your ps4 Uh, i'm getting this from a gamesradar.com article and the reason why i mentioned that is the the first step is to go to a site that they link to and you will need to sign in with your playstation network id Um, The second stop is Mm -hmm. to watch a minute-long video and then click on Redeem here once it's over. Uh, Then you'll get a code to uh, to redeem in the PlayStation Store, and you download it to your your PS4. To change the theme, uh, head to Settings and then Themes. Uh, Once the download completes, uh, you'll see that as an option. Uh, Select it, and you're good to go. Uh, The Redeeming the Code also unlocks 10 bonus PSN avatars, including some dragons, night kings, and Iron Throne itself. So I don't know if you do much with the themes on your PS4 if you just kind of leave it there. But, you know, if you're a fan of the show and you got a PS4, then that's definitely a get.
0: Cool. Did you you grab yours?
1: I'm on the road, so I won't be able to touch my PS4 until probably 8 p.m. on Friday.
0: Okay. Can't you log into... uh... Uh, PlayStation on, on like sign in to um.
1: I mean, I can redesign. go to the website and sign in and get the redemption code, but you have to redeem the code on your PS4, which obviously I can't do right now.
0: Ah, right, okay. Is this the theme that was only available for the US? Because there was one that got released that had like <laughs> the dragons. And, that
1: uh... Uh, the article doesn't say that it's region locked, but then again, it doesn't say that it's region locked, so there's mm. not nothing specific enough on it to go either way on that.
0: Okay, because there's a surprising amount of themes that are only that are locked outside the US. Which I find really strange, so mm-hmm. especially something as big as Game of Thrones, like what?
1: <laughs> yeah, but it's... something like that, there's always regulations on digital content and distribution, yeah. and what you know, whether something that's free is actually free or not, and just blah bitty, blah 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 blah. So you never know.
0: <laughs> yeah, it's it's still kind of strange. So, uh, what uh, theme do you have on your PS4? Right
1: just the default one. I've never really bothered to change it. I don't really have the change on my xbox now i think about it uh like three years ago xbox introduced a feature to where if you like the artwork of an achievement you can actually set that as your background and i think mm. they did that for an achievement and that was three years that was when they first launched it like three years ago and i haven't changed it since so clearly it's not a priority for me on either platform
0: okay um on my Xbox One, I've got the the 24 Live Another Day poster. So it's got the uh, the British taxi in the background and then Jack and Chloe at the front. I've never changed it, uh, and it actually fits really well and actually looks really good. So because uh, not every because you can obviously go on on Google and download different JPEGs, put them on USB and and do that, but not everything is gonna look as great as what it maybe should. But it actually looks pretty good, and I've never had a reason to to change it. So. Uh, plus, I love 24, so why would I change it? Um, Absolutely. On my uh, PS4, I, I've actually changed it a fair th- few different times. There's two that I've kind of gone in between. One is the uh, the custom USB one uh, where I made this wallpaper with, like, you know, uh, it's got the PlayStation 4 on it. It's got, like, Crash and Spider-Man and 24 and Game of Thrones and Walking Dead and a bunch of other little things that I just, you know, Put in a put in a little photo and it plays the it plays it I think it plays the same background theme as what yours would play because it plays the default one, but I recently changed it to I did have the Sakiro theme and I changed it back to um the 20th anniversary theme so it plays the uh PlayStation One start whenever you start your console up so I think that's pretty cool as well uh just brings back that bit of nostalgia and everything um but no I think themes are kind of a cool thing so um it it, it is a shame when like some themes either have really good music and a really boring background or a really good background, but like the normal the normal PS4 music. So it uh, just depends on what you like, but that's that as well. Um, cool, what else would you like to talk about today?
1: Well, sticking on to PS4, EA Access, which has been uh, available on the Xbox platform for a couple of years now, mm. will be coming to the PlayStation 4 in July. Uh, according to the article that I'm reading... Uh, executive VP of strategic growth, Matt Bilby says in a press release, as we continue to invest in digital and subscription services, bringing our games to even more people across both consoles is an exciting opportunity for everyone. Our goal is to give players more choice to try and play our games wherever and however they choose. And we're happy to bring that service to the PS4. Uh, it will be five dollars or four pounds monthly, or thirty dollars or twenty pounds annually for the EA Access subscription. Obviously, uh, you know if you're big into uh, the Star Wars games, those are mostly EA, mm-hmm. FIFA's, uh, any sports titles, pretty much exclusively on the EA. Uh, no specific as to whether Star Wars Jedi Fallen Order. Is going to be part of that. They do mention it in the article. Um, it just says they're considering it, but not the, uh, uh, not confirming that it's going to be part of it.
0: Hmm. Cool. Are you subscribed to uh, EA Access? No. I mean,
1: I have nothing against the subscription services. I buy hmm. the games with gold every now and then when it's a buck or two bucks or cheap. But they've never had it on like a crazy sale like that. And like I said, it's mostly sports games. I mean, there are some other games on there. But i'd have to say at least half the library is sports games and yes. since i don't really play those i've never had the need to do that
0: yeah uh i i don't have it either i did look into it like a couple of years ago i i looked through their library for maybe a minute and i was like yeah this is M- nba and fifa and madden all, all the sports games that i mean because i've <clears throat> i've got the version of fifa at the moment that i want to play Uh, And obviously don't need a subscription service for it. Um, I'm not going to play Madden. I'm not going to play NBA uh, or anything like that. Um, And then they had, like, I think, like, the old Mirror's Edge, which I played in 2008 or whenever that came out. Uh, And then they had some of the the battlefronts and the battlefields. I was like, okay, I've played the campaigns for those. And then they had, like, Plants vs. Zombies. I'm probably not going to play Plants vs. Zombies. And then they had, um, what was it? Uh, Yeah, just, just some of the other little EA titles on there as well and I uh, just realized like okay I don't need this subscription service so I simply just didn't sign up um, but I, I'm kind of now that you've mentioned brought this up and talked about it being on PlayStation I hope because we, we're going to be talking about PlayStation's uh, state of play that they're going to be doing tomorrow doing some mm-hmm. doing some predictions for it I hope it doesn't take up too much time in that tomorrow I was like oh look you can play your favorite EA games on PlayStation that takes up like five minutes of the of the state of play, um, I hope it, I hope it doesn't. I don't think it will either, um, but we we shall see. That's I mean, that's a different predictions kind of thing. So, um, but I mean, there's nine what 97, 96 million PlayStation's out in the wild. So, it mm-hmm. uh, it gives those gamers the option to, to do this, which is always a good thing. So, because uh, if if you if you have PS4 PS4 on here and you're a big sports person, uh, this might be for you. So, there's that. Uh, what else do you want to talk about?
1: Well, the last four articles, I might as well just, you know, call myself a dairy farmer because they're all about beef. Uh first okay. off is uh, Fallout 76 continues to do things that both make no sense and piss off the player base. Uh the big patch number 9 is coming out. I don't know nine? if it's official. Fish- yeah, there's they're they're numbering them now to where it's not like, you know, version 9, but it's like iteration 9 of their big patch notes.
0: Oh, right. Okay.
1: Yeah, Yeah. so like the last big one that it did where it added in the uh, the Instafix things that you have to pay Adams for, that was that was uh, Update 8, I guess. Not Patch 9, I guess Update 8 would be more accurate. Okay. And so Update 9 brings something that they've been promising for a while now, which is uh, player uh, vending systems. And uh, So basically you set up, uh, it's new things that you can download, and you set up terminals to where you can sell your old gear, And other in-game players can buy your gear. And there's other options to like trade in legendary items that you don't use and updates and things like that. Mm -hmm. Uh, But the biggest beef that everybody's having with it is that there is a 10% tax on uh, in-game items being sold. Which has kind of the the community split on it. On the one hand, people are like, yeah, they're just trying to tamp down, down like the the inflation of the in-game currency system and the other pe- the other half of the faction is just like why are you doing this? It's not like your this money is going to maintain servers or going to improve the wasteland in any way. You're literally do this just to take just so people don't have as much money. Which I haven't played that in a while. I haven't played Fallout 76 in a while. I mean, to be fair, I haven't been home a lot the last few weeks. All right. But I've never really jumped back into the game because I'm kind of at a weird stuck point um, that I'm not a high enough level to, to finish the main quest, and I haven't really stumbled upon enough interesting side quests to make me want to go back and play it. Mm-hmm. And the update 8 that they did introduced a, a quest line that you finished in 40 minutes. And update 7 that they did a couple, three months back introduced a quest line that you finished in less time than that. So... I'm really kind of neutral on this. I mean, I think it's a stupid thing to do because the players that have like crazy amounts of money have crazy amounts of money. And the players that don't like myself never seem to be able to generate large amounts of money. It's like, um, I'm 40 level 45. And in like a normal fallout game, by the time you get level 45, you've got like, you know, a couple hundred thousand caps and Mm. you've got every item and you're literally tripping over ammo and gear and (laughs) tech you never use. And, I've got, I think I had like a thousand caps, and I've never really been higher than two thousand. Hmm. And somehow one of the achievements glitched and popped out saying that I had over ten thousand, which I <laughs> trust me I've never had. And the whole thing is irrelevant anyway because the in the NPC vendors have two hundred caps, so it's not like I can take all the crap that I have and sell it and be rich. Because, one, most of the crap I have is ammo that I'd store because you'd never want to run out of ammo. And the in-game vendors don't buy ammo. And the app in the update notes that I've seen, I can't find it. But it doesn't specifically say whether or not you can sell ammo. And if I can't sell my ammo, and that's like literally taking up half my storage uh, for my uh, my in-game vault... uh, then, you know, what the hell am I going to do with it? I mean, I don't get, mostly I don't get guns that use it, um, and I don't want to just get rid of it to get rid of it, so.
0: Yeah. Um, Interesting thing with, like, Anthem and uh, Fallout 76, I've not seen many people on, because I'm joined to, I know you are as well, I'm joined to, like, a bunch of different gaming Facebook groups, and You know people either post like you know news or uh, like hey I played this game it was good or should I you know just little bits and pieces of discussion stuff. Um, I've not seen anyone talk about either Anthem or Crackdown for like at least least the whole of April for both of them Um, and obviously all of May so far because we've just gotten into May basically although the month is almost half over. yeah, it's I. I'm kind of wondering what, like, because you've got Bethesda and EA obviously there, and you've got um, Bioware. Uh, kind of wondering, like, okay, if they want these two games, which they clearly were developing for for a very long time, want them to succeed, and they've both just recently kind of come out. I mean, I know Fallout seventy six is a bit is a bit older. That was what November of of last year that came out. Uh, Aboutish October yeah. November. Yeah, and Anthem was only back in February, and, like, are your games really going to die like that quickly? So, uh, although, like, Sea of Thieves as well, I've not really seen that many people talk about Sea of Thieves, and it's been out almost uh, over a year. So, I, I do, I've seen a little bit of, of talk about it, because I did some, some content stuff the other day, but... I mean, it, it just sounds like with Fallout 76 that they released a broken game, and they've just spent the last, what, almost six months-ish trying to just fix it, um... With, with mm-hmm. like, all these updates that, that that you've mentioned and stuff, and content drops and everything. um. But, yeah, just just don't release a broken game in the first place, and then you won't have to spend... Or broken bags, or whatever. uh, Or a broken customer service system as well, and then you won't have to, to do this sort of thing. It is really strange, because, like... I don't remember before Bethesda having a track record of, like, releasing... I mean, yeah, the games had glitches and all that kind of stuff, because every game has glitches and bugs, because... That's just what happens with video games sometimes. But... Um, yeah. They, they, I don't really recall a Bethesda game that was this badly broken, like, at launch. Or had people just e- either abandon or complain about uh in, in, in sort of the same way. So, Because, um, yeah, like Skyrim, a bunch of people played those. And, obviously, it got ported to a lot of systems. That wouldn't have happened if the game wasn't a success. Um, and then they did a bunch of other cool games that people liked. And people were interested in... Uh, was it Rage 2? So... Yeah, mm-hmm. just, ways, just have to wait and see what happens with the uh, Fallout. So, um, how, how about you? What, what's your kind of future for Fallout seventy six? What are you sort of planning?
1: Uh, I mean, I'm like a people that listen to this podcast know. I'm a huge Fallout fan, and it mm-hmm. really bummed me out that the game became and started out as bad as it was. I mean, I want to play it more. I just don't have any reason to play it more. I mean, I could grind out achievements, but that's never really been my thing. Plus, one of the achievements is to get to level one hundred, which just sounds like pure torture to me. Oh, um, what level are Like you at I said, I I'm in this. Go ahead.
0: What what level are you at the moment?
1: Forty five.
0: Forty five. Okay.
1: Yeah, and it took a lot of effort to get to forty five because either I'm doing something wrong or there's like XP boosts that I forget about and never get around to doing before I start grinding out things. Plus, you know, I mean, they—they're constantly trying, and I gotta give them points for trying. But you know, just because you try doesn't mean <laughs> it's a good thing. Yeah. Um, the story, dude. That's the, thats really been the biggest thing. Is that there's no real story to it. I mean, they—they they do that with the uh, audio logs for the overseer that you're trying to follow. But just when they made the two decisions to make it a multiplayer only game and then have no NPCs outside of the vendors and the occasional robot that goes down the street Mm -hmm. takes all the story out of it. And if you're not playing for the story and it's not an action game, like a a call of duty or battlefield or anything like that, then what are you playing it for?
0: Yeah. Yeah. I mean, you, you want a game that in a franchise that you care about to be better and that's, that's fair. So, Mm -hmm. um, yeah. There you, there you go. So uh, what else do you want to talk about today?
1: Well, with even more beef, uh, we've got beef between the, the original voice actor for Claptrap and specifically uh, um, the uh, guy that's in charge of Gearbox Software, mm-hmm. um, Randy Pitchford. Yeah. Uh, this beef first started uh, back on May 2nd, when David Eddings confirmed that he was no longer with the Gearbox company and he would not be voicing Claptrap for Borderlands 3, uh, the reports vary, saying that he was either quit or fired. The only thing that's confirmed now is that he's not with Gearbox and he currently works for Rooster Teeth Productions. Uh, In his tweet, David Eddings says, uh, For the first time... Uh, He's referring to voicing uh, Clap in the first two games. Apparently, if you work at Gearbox, they'll say, hey, we need voice people for this, and it's something that you do optionally. And apparently this time he wanted to get paid for it as a voice actor in addition to whatever salary he was making at Gearbox, and they refused. And so his tweet saying, he tweeted out on May 2nd saying, for the first time, I insisted on getting paid for my performance, and all of a sudden they couldn't afford me. Now, now, I'm not telling them how to run their business, but maybe next time they should put the 12 million payment from 2K in the Gearbox bank account instead. Just saying, uh, the 12 million is re- assumed to be in response to a lawsuit that is being filed against Randy Pitchford, specifically saying that he received that money as a secret bonus that went to himself instead instead of the studios. Uh, in that part, Gearbox says that. Uh, that claim has no basis in reality or law. Um, Pitchford replied to the Claptrap community saying, Eddings is bitter and disgruntled about his departure from Gearbox. Uh, he did confirm that Eddings was terminated but not give a specific reason for uh, the departure, but that's probably because in most U.S. states, it's illegal to say why someone was fired, unless it was like for a criminal act. Okay. And even then, you can only confirm that they, if they've been arrested for that act, you can confirm that they've been arrested, and if they've been um, convicted, you can say that they've been convicted of it. But a lot of states have laws against saying why you're firing somebody.
0: Hmm. I mean, it seems like a tricky situation, or like mm-hmm. a, I don't know. Um, I mean, these things do tend to happen, and it's just the case of who who said what, when, and, like... Yeah, it's, it's a strange situation. What, what, what do you think of it?
1: I don't know. If you dig deeper into the article, uh, they have a statement released by Gearbox saying that uh, it offers salaried employees, which salary just means your your payment is based on your work, not necessarily the number of hours you work. It offers salaried employees the opportunity to do voice work in the game, but it's never a responsibi- uh, mandatory responsibility for their job requirements. Um and then Randy Pitchford replied to a series of tweets ending with Mr. Eddings was paid very handsomely during his employment. After his employment, he was made a relatively generous offer to reprise the role, but he turned that down. Again, relatively generous can mean a zillion things. Yeah. Um as for that, um, it's just one of those things that you never really know what's going on. I mean, there's some microtransactions in Borderlands 3, even though Pitchford was specific in that they would not be in the game. But but then he replied to the Game Informer article about the microtransaction as shitty clickbait headlines. And then... uh, Well, they either are
0: in the game or they're not. (laughs)
1: Yeah. Yeah, I mean, and and it might be that... The the quote unquote microtransactions are just stuff you get in you earn with in game currency or in game rewards that you can never actually buy money for. Uh, I don't know about Borderlands One because I never played it, but I played a ton of Borderlands Two, and you would often get these things called shift codes, which you would take to a very specific chest in the uh, in the central quest hub town, and you'd use the shift code on the chest, and it would open up, and you get a random elite gun. But you never had to buy those and in fact the uh, um, the uh, gearbox Twitter account would constantly spit out uh, shift codes and they were non unique meaning, meaning that it wasn't the first person that could fire up the game and put the, the shift code into their game to get it. The shift code worked on any game platform. So yeah. if you were on the yeah I mean I think they I forget I haven't seen the account for a while. So I think they might have had to separate them out for like platforms, so like Xbox, PlayStation, PC, whatever. But they would not; they weren't expired, and they would not uh, um, be limited to a single use. I mean, they were li- limited to a single use in your game, but they weren't limited to a single use in all of the games. And they would just put out one. They put out like five or ten or something like that. And if that's all it is, if it's just you know more shift codes, then I would not call that a microtransaction. It's only when you actually have to pay money for something Yeah. I consider it a microtransaction.
0: Yeah, like if uh, th- this is a slightly different example, but if like Rockstar Games tweeted out, "Hey, here's a code for the Red Dead sto- the story mode, not for the online stuff, for the story," and they said, "Here's you can get more ammo for Arthur's revolver." And it's either like ten bullets or sixty or something. That's not a microtransaction. And that, that mm-hmm. sounds, from what you just described, it sounds like, hey, here's because you called them shift codes. Here's a code thing, which I assume you just go and put that in the game, and then it, it gives you something. That's not a microtransaction. <laughs> so yeah, that that I mean that's almost like a you know like a code for a game. If someone says, hey, I'm giving away a copy of Just Cause Four or whatever uh, on PS4, and you you put the thing in, that's not a microtransaction either. So. Um, yeah, I mean, if if it is a case of like, okay, you can buy stuff with with the in-game in-game currency, but not with your own money. That's also not a microtransaction because cause mm. there's a dozen games where you can you know buy stuff with currency. I mean, heck, even um, Sekiro. You know, if you buy like spirit emblems or uh a- any sort of um, what are they called? The uh, what's it? The 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 the, the, the um, health things that you can buy um that's not microtransactions either that's just in-game money that, that your character has that you're using so uh yeah bit bit of a difference there but um in terms of borderlands for itself i don't again it's the same situation as like subnautica i recognize there's a big borderlands fan base they're really excited for this game i want their game to be as good as possible for them but it's not something i'm going to be checking out I'm, I'm curious to see what it does look like because i remember saying that before because uh, mm. cause it's been like a few years and uh, they'll probably have some sort of updated graphics. It's still like cartoony looking isn't it? But um, like how sort of new it looks and what the gameplay sort of looks like. I'm interested to see that side of things but not to actually play it myself. So um, Yeah, that's my thoughts on that situation.
1: Yeah, and like I said, I played a lot of Borderlands too and eventually I just got tired of the grind with it. Mm. But it was never really the gameplay itself. It was just like it was one of those things that you were just doing the same thing over and over again, and the quests weren't overly original. That was my only real issue with the game itself. I mean, mechanically it worked fine. Visually, it was a lot to take in. I mean, a lot to take yeah, in. It was. It used every color in the rainbow <laughs> repeatedly, usually exploding in your face. But it was very humorous, and I do. I am bummed that he's not voicing Claptrap again because that was one of the few in- enjoyable characters in that game and that's no disrespect to the guy that they've got replacing him i mean he just stepped into a role but i there's going to be a lot of beef with this decision so i just you know hopefully people just be calm about it
0: yeah well we'll we'll see if the internet internet we'll see really quick yeah 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 i mean some people don't like game of thrones this season so what 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 can you what can you say about the world sometimes (laughs) um cool what else do you have to talk about
1: well, in an attempt to actually diffuse some of the beef between the player base and Microsoft, uh, Platinum Games boss Adayushi Inabata had an interview with uh, Video Game Chronicles talking about the scale-bound cancellation. Uh, in that interview, he said uh, both sides failed. He said both Microsoft and uh, Platinum Games did, didn't do all the things they needed to do. He definitely said that you know, referring to himself in the company, we didn't do all the things we needed to do as a developer. And the, the reality is when the game was in development um, and it can't get released because both sides failed, that's always a bad thing. I think there are areas where we absolutely could have done better. And I don't know for sure, but I'm sure there are areas that Microsoft as a publishing partner, wish that they could have done better. Uh, he said the studio head said platinum learned a lot of painful lessons from scale Balance cancellation and these lessons have had helped the studio grow. Uh, he did not go into specific reasons why the game was canceled, but he did acknowledge that the game was uh, announced too early in its development cycle.
0: Yeah, uh, I mean that's a that's kind of a modern day problem that we have is that games get announced too early, um, which sometimes does work out. Um, that sometimes that, that can work. I mean. Do you wait, like, from four years until you announce to release, or three years or two years, or or do you, do you always do a Fallout 4 where it's, what, like, six months or something? Mm-hmm. Uh, it's it's hard to kind of judge. Plus, like, if you are, like, 80% done with your game, and you announce it, and you, th- and you say to your audience, like, hey, this game will be out within a year, and then you run across a problem within that year, and you say, sorry, if we're going to be another six months or a year or something, and then <laughs> some, something unanticipated kind of happens, maybe. Um, and you you have to delay delay your schedule. Uh, I mean, yeah, it's it's a shame, kind of what happened. And I mean, there is still the rumours about. Uh, well, they've actually kind of died off, but the whole uh, scale bound being um, what it uh, revived on Switch, which I still think will be kind of cool. We'll see if anything happens from that E three or with Xbox or whatever. Um, so.
1: Well, you never really know with that. I mean, there's been some a lot of weird rumors regarding partnerships between Microsoft and uh, Nintendo. Now, we have seen some official stuff. Right. I would really love to see Microsoft on a software level help Nintendo get their head out of their ass and get their online stuff fixed yeah. because I mean, granted, you know, PS4 clearly won the console wars for this generation, but at the end of the day, Xbox Live is and always has been way more functional. Oh yeah. and way more consistent than the PlayStation network.
0: Mm. and sometimes um, and it loads 90% of the time or yeah, yeah. 95% of the time. So.
1: <laughs> yeah, and uh with Microsoft, that could be like a, just completely throwing this out there as a random hoping that the universe accepts it. Imagine the uh, Nintendo e-store on the Microsoft Xbox. Mm. Yeah. Just imagine being able to buy like uh, Breath of the Wilds digitally on my Xbox and playing on my Xbox. That'll never happen, of course. But man, could you imagine if that was the case?
0: Mm. Yeah. And then, and this run So.
1: Yeah, and then in the same vein, all like the indie games that Microsoft's got a billion studios now, and all the indie games that don't require that much hardware platform, mm-hmm. uh, horsepower being ported over very quickly like to the uh, yeah. yeah, like Cuphead's coming out there um there's a dozen games i could think of off the top of my head that would be like perfect switch games i think a few of them on there like dead cells would be a perfect switch game i'm like 75 ish percent sure that it's either on the store or coming to the store i'd have to actually check that out but what what is
0: that 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 sells
1: dead cells yeah
0: that's on the switch yeah
1: yeah see it's a perfect switch game and they it's not exclusive to any console obviously but you Mm -hmm. know microsoft could do a lot of uh help on the back end and help uh Get their store up and running to a betterly, better functional state, and uh, get their online services to be not psychotically weird.
0: Mm, like having friend codes,
1: friend codes, <laughs> yeah. and did they? I, I, mem- I have not really. I, paid when attention. I first
0: heard about that, and I was like, "Wait a minute! You have to put in a code because I, I don't know if that was a thing in in the past." Because the the era of the Wii and the Wii U, I was never in tune with that at all. But um, as soon as I heard like. Hey I've got a switch and um here's my friend code. I was like, wait, what what's what's this thing? Mm-hmm. <laughs> and then like, I sort of realised what it was. I was like, oh, okay, you have to put in some kind of like code to to add somebody as a friend instead of just saying like, hey, you can search for my name, which you can do on a lot of a lot of different things. So mm-hmm. Um Yeah, it's it's gonna be interesting to see what Microsoft and, and Nintendo do and maybe something will be announced at E3. I mean they're both gonna be there, so uh that would be that would be kinda cool. Um but uh yeah, it it, it is quite of frustrating where it's like, hey, I just want to see what PSVR games are on sale or was there any new demos that I missed or um you know, what what kind of games are, are coming out like pre-order stuff, um, and that sort of thing and, and the and the PlayStation store just doesn't load. It just has that like little symbol going around and I think like, okay, it's twenty nineteen and this should be loading, so mm-hmm. yeah, that's that's kinda frustrating. But uh that's just that. Um but yeah, we'll see if Scalebound Scalebound ever sees the light of day. It would be kind of cool. Um, but we'll just have to wait and see what happens. Scanny E three is what like yeah next month. So
1: yeah, it's a lot um, closer now.
0: Yeah, a couple of pod- we might have to do predictions in in a couple of podcast time. So mm-hmm. we'll see what happens. Uh, cool. What else do you want to talk about today?
1: Uh, the last one that I have to talk about comes from a Reddit th- thread uh blizzcon is coming up fairly soon uh, for those people that don't know blizzcon is blizzard's annual convention mm-hmm. uh you see a lot of game announcements a lot of new uh, things it's a big event it actually has gotten to the point to where you if you have at least in the states i don't know cable and pay-per-view in the uk but uh, direct you can buy like a 40 dollar ticket and then watch everything from BlizzCon. You actually have to pay to watch it. It's not, like, streamed on Twitch or anything. Is
0: it not?
1: Nope. It is strictly pay-per-view. But apparently, I don't know what's in the water over at Blizzard this year, but they seem to be on a quest to trump uh, EA and being the most hated company of video games in America. Mm. Because we had that uh, article a few uh, weeks ago, when they were having some one weird Q and A, and they announced that one mobile game, and people lost their mind. Yeah, and you guys, then,
0: you guys have phones. It's like yeah. yeah, but this isn't what we wanted to. Yeah.
1: And sadly, this is a thousand times worse because that that quip, while annoying, it was clearly just a frustrated employee having to answer the same question a thousand times and just losing their cool. Yeah, I don't like it, but I can accept that this is intentionally bad. Uh, For BlizzCon, you have to download something called the AXS mobile app. And their announcement for this is that in order to pick up your badge at registration, you will need to download the app. The app displays a QR code, one code for all tickets for all events at BlizzCon, which changes at regular intervals to help guard against duplications and frauds. Ah, uh, because of this, we will not be able to accept paper tickets, confirmation emails, or screenshot photos of the QR code at registration or at events, which on the surface is actually pretty genius because you know that reduces you know paper waste that helps keep things moving. But then uh, somebody on on the Reddit under the Reddit username Deathcoil, dug into the app permissions, and it is bad. It is, cia level spyware bad because these are the things that are required for you to give permission to to for the app to function mm-hmm. it has to read your contacts locate your precise location using gps and cellular networks it has to have access to your camera and video roll has to have access to your wi-fi connections it has to have access to data you, re- you receive from the internet view internet connections. View data of paired Bluetooth devices, full network access, prevent the device from sleeping, view other network connections, read battery statistics, um, run its, it runs at startup, controls vibrations, and modifies system settings. Okay, that okay. is insane.
0: Okay, so what? First of all, why is this app called? What did you say it was called? AP? A-X-S.
1: A P A X S. That's just that's just who they're going through. Okay. Um, and unfortunately, the link is from. Uh, I don't. They don't reference exactly where it is, but given it, it starts with number five, so I'm guessing it's a, a FAQ on Blizzard's site. I'm trying to see if I can find the. Uh, uh, um the exact link to where they got this from. But unfortunately, I'm not finding it because it's in a Reddit article, but it's not posted in the Reddit article. Okay. But still, the fact that it's asking for a lot of things that it has absolutely no reason to ask for.
0: Yeah, it doesn't need
1: any of that or most of that. Well, so. Yeah, I mean, GPS, I could kind of maybe see if you, know, if you were asking directions to where is this event located at.
0: Yeah, I don't fair, buy
1: yeah. that, but I can actually kind of see that. But why does right. it need permission for my contacts? Why does it need permission to my camera roll and video roll? Mm. Why does it need to read? Why does it need to check my data from internet connections? Yeah,
0: that's and like, did you say vibration control or something as well? Yeah, like yeah. what
1: the hell? Yeah, I, I do I mean, the vibration control. If they said that was a glitch, I would actually accept that because. Unless it's a game, nothing ever accesses vibration rolls. I mean, the only time I...
0: So you mean, like, if you die in the game, the phone vibrates all...
1: Yeah, Um, exactly. Or when you get a text message and your phone vibrates.
0: Right, yeah. Yeah.
1: That I could kind of see if they said, oh, this was an accident. I wouldn't buy it, necessarily, but I could at least accept it as a possibility.
0: Well, the other thing that would be acceptable is if, like, hey, we want to send you a guest announcement or something and mm-hmm. the app can vibrate to give you a notification of like hey this person's coming to BlizzCon or whatever that kind of makes sense but yeah there's a ton of stuff in here that that doesn't need to be in here unless it's some sort of like error thing or or something else is going on here but um yeah it's it's very very strange so um i actually remember i went to download a um one of the many versions of uh remote play for playstation that got released and i went to download this specific version i didn't end up downloading it because it did ask for like very similar things and i was like why the hell does it need any of this and i didn't i didn't give the app permission mm-hmm. um but uh yeah very 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 strange so um what was the other thing i was going to say about uh yeah i i talked about the vibration stuff and if it needs to, to send you notifications or whatever but um yeah i it's yeah it's it's weird so they need to to sort this out when, when is this blizzcon supposed to be happening
1: uh let me double check because i don't really get notifications on that because i don't really care All Right, and you don't go to blizzcon i'm, I'm guessing so yeah blizzcon in california because it's like super and that's super expensive to go just to hotel wise so you're looking like maybe a couple hundred bucks a night just in your hotel room uh, it is November 1st and 2nd. Uh, okay. Tickets are open uh, November 8 I'm sorry, May 9th. And AXS is actually the processing company for uh, Blizzard. Because if I went to uh, BlizzCon 2019, the website, mm-hmm. and it says get tickets now, and it clicked the link, and the link went to s.axs.com as a website link. Okay. So I'm guessing it's a, either a subsidiary of BlizzCon or who they've hired to do their processing. And the tickets are stupid expensive. How much? May, the BlizzCon pass is $229.
0: That's the general admission type of pass?
1: That's the general admission pass. The portal pass um, gives you events and extras, Night at the fair, the portal pass lounge, early convention entry, convenience perks, and preferred parking. Guess how much that is? Somewhere in the thousands? $550, but it's still more than twice the ticket price. And there is a benefits dinner pass. So you eat with Blizzard employees. You get the one BlizzCon portal pass, signed art reserved seating at the mythic stage. Um, but it's a benefit, but it's still $775. And that's just for the convention. That's not your hotel room, your Uber slash Lyft slash wherever you go well, yeah. to and from the hotel room, assuming you get to, you know, get a room more than a mile away because LA is where, wherever it is, is stupid. With, uh, where is it this year? Did you
0: say California? I think that's what you said.
1: It's always in California, but I don't know exactly where it's at. um
0: okay. Um, so yeah, my, uh, my Walker Stalker ticket was, I think it was like 25 pounds. That was for the one day on the Sunday. That was the, uh, general admission. And basically the simple process was like, you, you went on the website, clicked on tickets, you selected what you wanted, how many people you wanted it for. So obviously they had, um... You know, child, adult. For for some reason, a Walker Stalker convention has child tickets, but that's a whole different uh, mm-hmm. problem or a whole different thing, I suppose. Um, and then they they sent me a confirmation email. Um, and then about I think like three weeks before the convention, they sent me this like letter, uh, letter package sort of thing, and it had this little like uh paper sort of wristband, and it had this little sticky thing on it, and then you put that around your wrist and um the funny thing was i uh i went over and i thought like okay there's there there was these like tables that said like general mission vip and all this stuff and then i went to go over to show this woman like okay i have this wristband thing on can you let me in and i went to walk over there and she says oh i can see you have got the thing just just go in and it was as simple as that but hey mm-hmm. it, it was pretty easy to to get in so that was nice as well um and then yeah yeah was in the convention, so.
1: Yeah, the conventions in Anaheim, California, which is pretty much adjacent to Los Angeles, mm-hmm. the cheapest room I can find is a—it's uh, a known brand, so it's not like a—you a, know—a you know sketchy place. So it's a, it's a known chain hotel. It's three miles from the convention center, and it, it starts at one hundred and sixty dollars a night, and that's not counting any like add-ons or taxes or fees. That's mm-hmm. the base room price is one hundred and sixty dollars a night.
0: Yeah, sounds expensive. So,
1: Yeah, it's, well, that's why I've never even thought about going.
0: <laughs> yeah, cool. Uh, all right, what else do you want to talk about today?
1: Uh, that's all I had, so.
0: Cool. All right, well, we've got a couple of cool things left to discuss. Um, you've seen John Wick, have you not? The...
1: Yeah, intense film. Yeah. Very have intense you seen uh, film.
0: both of them? Because there's, there's two of them, isn't there?
1: I know I've seen the second one, but it's been a while, and I've forgotten a good chunk of it.
0: Okay, that is the one with Ruby Rose in it, isn't it? The uh, Mm -hmm. the lady who's going to be playing Batwoman, uh, or Kate Kane. Um, Yeah, I've seen both of the films. I think they're very, very good, so there's there's that. Uh, John Wick is going to be getting a video game, but it's going to be on PC, and it will be exclusive to Epic Games. At least that was the only, only, because you know when you see a trailer and it says PlayStation, Xbox, Switch, PC, whatever at the bottom, the only logo that was on there was the Epic Games thing, so I imagine it's another exclusive thing. Uh, this looks like a. It's not sort of. Well, it, it looks like it's going to be a game where you, like, click on specific button commands, so, like, to get him to shoot and different stuff like that, instead of, like, you aiming with your mouse to shoot
1: necessarily.
0: That's kind of what Yeah, I, like. I, found
1: a, I found a Verge article, yeah. um, but it, it describes the game as, quote, a fight choreographed chess where players have the. You have to find the best route through a series of bad guys, planning each and every action in advance. Mm-hmm. So I'm guessing it's going to be similar alongs of uh, um, Hitman Go. Right. Did you ever play that? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I think it's going to be something similar to that.
0: Mm-hmm. But you'll be clicking on like mm-hmm. specific commands as opposed to like playing chess, I suppose. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, it looks good. It won't be some- if it's on the Epic Games Store. It won't be something I'll end up playing, but. Um, yeah, because it was interesting, because I saw in my notifications that, like, HBO had released a teaser for, uh, Watchmen, so I went and watched that, very, very good trailer, uh, looking forward to that, and then I thought, like, okay, I'll have a quick look through my subscription, see what else is in there, and then there's just, there's just a trailer for John Wick, um, and then noticed it wasn't, we well, didn't say John Wick 3, so it wasn't the trailer, a new trailer for the film, which I think is out soon, or this month, uh, and I was like, wait a minute, is there a John Wick game, and then it was said for PC, and, um, I mean, it, it looks good. So, if you're interested and you want to shop on the Epic Game Store, uh, it's going to be in there for you. So, uh, we'll have to see how well that game does as well, and when it's going to kind of come out and stuff. So, um, so anything else you want to say with
1: this, or no? I mean, I think it's definitely interesting. Yeah. So it's just one yeah. of those things that uh, you know, I'll have I'll have to see like the gameplay on that to really get a sense of.
0: Uh... Yeah, I'd like a longer sort of like demo sort of thing. Because uh, this was sort of like almost like a gameplay trailer type of thing. It showed like little cutscene bits and pieces, and then showed you like clicking on the shoot button or whatever. So, uh, and the last thing we're going to talk about today is PlayStation's State of Play. They're doing it tomorrow. It's going to be 11 p.m. UK time, which is 3 p.m. Pacific and 6 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. I think I've got all that right. Uh, and there's also so that's what five Central Time. Mm-hmm. Yeah, 5 five p.m. Central Time. Uh, of course, it will be on Twitch and YouTube and all that kind of stuff afterwards. Um, do you have any specific
1: predictions
0: for what we might see as State of Play? N-
1: no, just because I can't really think of anything that they would want to talk about. I mean, Days Gone came out, and so people the review embargoes are up on that, and so the people that got the copies earlier are talking about that. Mm-hmm. Uh, sounds like an okay game. Yeah, but I still I, haven't played it,
0: it myself yet. By the way, so
1: yeah, um, and there's nothing really coming out within the next couple three months that's exclusive to PlayStation. Mm. Um, it's not like we're gonna get a launch date or details on PS Five. No. Um, no, it's just one of those things that I don't know what they want to talk about, and that's actually okay because, and that means whatever they do talk about, I'm gonna is gonna be kind of unexpected
0: yeah which is always always a good thing so uh the two things that they have said is there's going to be a new i can't remember if they said AAA or AA uh but a new uh exclusive PS4 game um which is sounds very interesting and they're mm-hmm. going to be talking about medieval uh which is the remaster of the PlayStation 1 video game I want to say yeah i think it was yeah. a PlayStation 1 game um the, the first one and i'm i'm guessing there's going to have to be they're kind of at a point with that, with that game where they'll have to at least give a window, if not an actual, like, release date. So, I mean, cause they gave release dates for, uh, is it, was it Blood and Truth, the uh, the London Heist uh, extended game? I think mm-hmm. that's what it's called, Blood and Truth. They gave a release date yeah. for that, which is actually the end of this month. I'm really looking forward to that. Um, it will be, I, I think, <clears throat> excuse me, I think that Medieval would make a good sort of summer game, maybe. Um, like one of those little, cause it's, a, it's a smaller kind of title, but, you know, some people are very nostalgic for Medieval, and it will do, it will do pretty well, I think, so, um, I mean, a, a long, a bit of a longer look at the gameplay I'd like to see, and then just give me a, a release window, or release date, or just say, like, August 2019 or something, and then when you get a bit closer, you can say, like, the 7th of August, or whatever date you want to say, uh, would you be excited to play Medieval when it, when it comes out?
1: I would definitely take a look at it and see what's going on. I never played the first game, so I can't really say that I'm excited for it. Mm -hmm.
0: Okay. Uh, The other thing that... Yeah, so this... I mean, we can't really guess necessarily what their new exclusive will be because it's going to be... It sounds like it might be a new IP or a new game, so we have no idea what that could be. I mean, when Horizon Zero Dawn was about to be announced, we didn't know that it was going to be that, so... Um, I mean a lot a lot of people when the, the first one they did for this which was when was that was that last month or like about a month and a half ago yeah yeah, roughly and like a lot of people came away and said like hey they didn't talk about ps5 they didn't talk about last of us or Ghost ghosts destra, and it's like they're, they're not really they didn't set the expectations for for that to be there so i i don't expect any of that sort of information to be there um i expect those I say those four announcements to be first of all i expect them to be all kind of at the same time roughly uh or you know the, the the three games at least i expect to be talked about around the same time um it's just it's just too early to talk about those games yet so uh, unless one of them is coming out this year but then you can maybe talk about it a bit later in the year so because we have no idea when those are coming out so because um, some people are saying like hey i want to hear about all those and then hear about like um oh i hope that playstation acquired the the square enix avengers game and the final fantasy 7 remake it's like just calm calm your expectations a bit you know what i mean like they they haven't said that they're going to come out and talk about those specific games so um in terms of the biggest thing that they might i mean the biggest thing they might announce could be this new exclusive game so uh is there any particular genre that playstation hasn't really got yet that this could be for so like a genre they're kind of lacking in maybe
1: uh i mean they're not the best exclusive when it comes to first person shooters mm. um i actually can't even think of an exclusive first person shooter on the ps4
0: Killzone's um
1: can think of. yeah but that, did that ever come to ps4 i mean i remember it on the ps3 but
0: yeah they had uh Shadowfall i think it was called it was a launch game um but yeah, other than that I don't think they've really got anything. So maybe something like that. Or maybe it's a new killzone game. But then that's not a new Possibly. IP. So <laughs> uh I actually I can't remember if they said new IP or just new exclusive game. So I mean a new Killzone does come under new exclusive game, 'cause that's you know, doesn't come under new IP. Uh but then again you've got Gorilla that's probably working on Horizon Two, 'cause Gorilla's the same developers as as Killzoners and um horizon so i'm guessing they're pretty busy with horizon zero dawn 2 um the only other one i can think of if it's not new ip is a new uncharted maybe because i did assemble some sort of like london studio or some sort of extended studio with naughty dog to work on a new uncharted and they and they said after last legacy was released that uncharted is still going to be an ongoing series do you think it could be that
1: I mean, it's possible, but we haven't heard really anything, even in the rumor mill, on Mm. that. So, I don't know. It's possible, but I'm not exactly, you know, banking on that. Mm.
0: Because I think the last time I heard about this extended Naughty Dog Studio thing was about 18 months, two years ago, or or something. It's put, like, a rough time frame on it, and that could be enough time to show something, so... Um, I I would kind of, because a lot of people said, oh, it's going to be full of, like, VR garbage. Well, if you don't like VR games, then you don't like VR games. (laughs) That doesn't mean that they're bad. Um, Maybe some, like, extended gameplay for Blood and Truth would be kind of cool. Because I remember when they showed more of a trailer last time, um, and then they gave a release date. But it would be cool to see, like, some, you know, five minutes of gameplay or something. Um, You could also do the same thing for Iron Man VR, maybe. Because um, some of the press, like IGN and stuff, uh, went to play that game a couple of weeks after it got announced, and uh, they could show some of what we're showing there, or maybe like a different section. Would you like to see more of that?
1: Uh, I mean, that's possible. It's just one of those things that is kind of hard to see, so mm, yeah. you never know really what's going to go with it. So
0: Yeah. How how long do you think this one will be? Because the last one was, what, like 20 minutes?
1: Yeah, it was less than twenty minutes. Yeah. Um, it's just one of those things that, uh, and this is something I said after the last one did that. It's just they need a personality as a face of the brand because yeah, we've not, got not a you
0: voice know, in the background. I like that. Yeah, on, on the thing. Yeah. Um, I mean, I do. I, I'm not saying he is necessarily the answer, but I do like Sean Layden, mm-hmm. uh, the, the the guy who usually comes out at E3. So. And Mark Stoney's cool, but he's the the uh, the engineer. So, uh, yeah.
1: And and weirdly, I want the uh, the guy f- that did those commercials back in for the PS3 era. I'd loved him to do you know something back like that. So you, maybe bring him back. You never you know. know. Uh no. Um, let me look that up real quick.
0: Okay. What did he sort of? Well, I was going to ask you what he sounded like, but um, yeah. I've never really. Yeah, there's never really been. The personality there, so Because, um, of course Nintendo's always had reggie now they're gonna have it's Doug Bowser, isn't it so
1: yeah it, the guy's name in the uh in the uh commercials was kevin butler uh okay. he's his, his real that, name is sure. Jerry Lambert, and he was back in two thousand nine to two thousand
0: eleven okay cool, um because yeah with uh Xbox, you've got Le- Larry Herb. Is it Major Nelson? And um, Yeah, Xbox
1: Live is Major Nelson.
0: Xbox Live, Major Nelson. And you've got, uh, obviously, Phil Spencer does get his, get his uh, mm-hmm. name out there and stuff. And then with, like I said, Nintendo, you've got, uh, well, you had Reggie. Now you're going to have Doug Bowser. So, yeah. yeah, it's time for the PlayStation to get a personality in there. But like I said, I would be happy yeah. for that to be Sean Layden, so...
1: And that, this is back when, I'm, I'm on the Wikipedia page now, this is back when PlayStation 3 was trying to have fun. Mm. Like, he did a commercial of, uh, for MLB9, the show, and he, his, his uh, position title in uh, PlayStation was Director of Accuracy. And then he did a commercial for Uncharted 2, and he was the vice president of Big Action, big action Moments. Mm-hmm. And then he did a commercial for Ratchet & Clank, A, a Crack in Time, and his title was Chief Weaponologist. And it goes through all the commercials he did, and every commercial was a different title, um, relevant yeah. to that game.
0: Cool, nice. Um, but yeah, we'll see. We'll it'll only be well in about twenty four hours from now the uh, thing will start, and we'll see yep. what uh, Sony's got for us. I I'm I'm still really excited. I, maybe maybe it's because I've like gotten a lot more into the PlayStation I guess ecosystem with like all their exclusives and everything. Um, but yeah, I'm, I'm at that point with Sony where like, e- ever since, cause when did they announce they were skipping E3? Was that like, that was a, a few months ago, wasn't it?
1: Yeah, uh, that was like at least three months ago. Yeah. Cause it, it seems... feels like we've been taking, talking about it forever.
0: Yeah. Uh, and it still hasn't happened yet. So, um, it kind of feels like, okay, if Sony's not doing E3, well, they aren't doing E3, um, when, when are they, it's been that constant question of like when are they talking next and what are they talking about and when are they going to plan to say certain things uh the three mm-hmm. questions kind of combine with each other in in an interesting way uh and yeah they do just come out with like hey in a couple of days we we'll have another state of play thing we'll we'll see you there and that's that's about it um because i like when nintendo does that as well like hey in a couple of days we'll have a direct and we'll be talking about this this and more uh and you always you, you never sort of know what the more thing is so um, yeah, It'll be interesting to see what they come out with And of course next week we'll come back and discuss what they've revealed So, uh, Cool, so the last thing we have to talk about today Is an email um, And you can send your emails, emails, feedback, questions, comments All that sort of thing uh, About video games or anything in particular um, <clears throat> To Matthew at org. Twitter, eTalkUK There's the contact page And there's also the information in your show notes You don't even have to type the email in You can just click on it and then it will take you to re- your email app. And uh, you just type in a question. It's as simple as that. Uh, Taylor says, what are some of the best VR games to play? I just got an Oculus. Um, I can't speak to it specifically for Oculus. Because I don't have one. And I don't even you know game on the PC. Um, but I wanted to throw some suggestions in of VR games, obviously. Uh, well, first one being Superhot. Uh, if you do like shooting games a lot. And you want some, some of that stuff. Uh, Superhot. Uh, The London Heist thing... And... What's the other one? Farpoint was good... But I just didn't really get into it... But it is another shooting game... And there's also... What's the other shooting game that's... That's out there? There is... um, Firewall Zero Hour... Zero Hour... But I hated how that controlled... Um, The the mechanics of the shooting and everything was great... But... The way that you moved... Like... In shifts... When you turned left to right... It really threw me off... So... If you can get past that in a way or if i maybe press the wrong button or something really stupid uh you can play that as well um in terms of other ones the rick and morty thing is pretty cool uh and you don't necessarily if you even have to seen rick and morty you'll be a fan of it it's just a fun kind of puzzle game in a way um there is tumble if you like puzzle games that's quite challenging and quite fun as well there's there's this um destroy the block minigame which is where you have this set of like almost like a um What's that thing called? Is it, is it Jenga? That game where you take out the the, uh, the wooden blocks and you have to avoid the thing falling over. Uh, that, that is what it's called, isn't it? Jenga? Yeah. Yeah. Um, you sort of have a Jenga type thing set up but like different sizes of blocks and you get given three little explosives. You can plant them wherever you can manage to do so and it's a case of crea- like spreading the bricks out as much as possible with the explosions and that gives you different points and all that kind of stuff. Uh, and there's some really cool Uh, mini-games inside of uh, Tumble. Uh, What's the other one? Um, What's that one? Astro Bot's really, really good if you like platformers and stuff. Moss is really good as well. I never quite clicked with Moss, um, but that's pretty good as well. Uh, I don't know if all... I don't know how many of these are available on the Oculus thing, but these are just the ones that I played on PSVR. There's... um, What's the other one? The the Martian VR Experience. A nice short little sort of sci-fi thing where you're just doing little mechanical things with with your hands uh, for like fixing things and, and that sort of space survival stuff uh what's the other one i think that's about all the ones i can think of that that i've played um what about you what, what would you like to suggest
1: uh well i don't own vr either but i've heard really good things about beat saber and that's one of those games that gets streamed a lot yeah. so if you ever have a question about that you can just fire up a twitch stream or just look something up up on youtube yeah and you'll be able to see whether or not that's a game it's basically rock band but with lightsabers
0: yeah that's or i cool.
1: guess technically we should say laser swords because that's a uh, copyrighted term
0: <laughs> yeah um
1: but i've seen a few videos on that that pops up whenever i'm bored on facebook i'll just switch over to recommended and somebody doing that will always pop up on me so Mm
0: -hmm. i did go to buy because i've got the two move controllers i did go to buy beat saber and it was 25 pounds and i just said not today so (laughs) uh, Was it the
1: god of death
0: no (laughs) um but i just thought you know i'll wait for a a sale or or something because it it wasn't marked as on sale so i'm assuming it simply wasn't um but with vr because when i look at certain Okay, this sounds like a cool sci-fi game, and it's got it in the description. But like, what does it look like, and what do you do? YouTube's always a good sort of obviously hub for that. Um, but yeah, I mean, I've I've given you some suggestions, so go go and look at some of those. Obviously, things like I think AstroBots exclusive. Uh, I don't think Super Hot is. Uh, what's the other one I mentioned? The Rick and Morty is an exclusive because I watched uh, Jack Jacksepticeye. I think his name is he. He played it, and I'm sure he played on like an Oculus or something um so yeah there's a few uh games for you to kind of get started as well so that's that uh, and that's what we've got for you today for today's random gaming talk we'll be back next week of course to discuss playstation's state of play and all the, the the best and worst of it or whatever they have to discuss and whatever else whatever else happens in the world of video games uh, so thank you all very much for listening you can find all of the content on entertainmenttalk.org If you'd like to support the podcast, support Entertainment Talk, there is patreon.com forward slash entertainment talk. That's where you can go and redeem rewards, reviews of your choice. Uh, Amazon Affiliate Link, that's where you can go and shop on Amazon. We'll get a small cut of what you spend, but it won't cost you anything extra. Uh, iTunes seeds. please rate, review, and subscribe to those. And look out for the United Cast uh, on iTunes. Of course, I'll let you guys know when that goes live as well. Uh, But if you don't want to put in a review necessarily, you can just tap on the uh, star button and that will get sent to... Or well, sent to iTunes and I have to look it up, but you can still do that as well. But if you don't want to mess around with any of that, um, there's word of mouth. Simply tell your friends, family, people that you know, people that are either talking about the Premier League or watching Game of Thrones, watching Endgame uh, or playing any sort of games that we cover. You can tell your friends, family, people that you know about the website and the iTunes feeds. Um, share the posts on Facebook, retweet them on Twitter, put them in different Facebook groups if you're allowed to. And lastly video games if you want to watch me robert or david play different video games i might stream some super hot at some point uh in fact i might do that when i publish this uh podcast so look out for look out for that in the coming days or whenever whenever i decide to do that uh but me and david have got twitch streaming channels robert's got one on mixer thank you all very much for listening and we will see you next time goodbye
1: goodbye